0: Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles, involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks
1: having sex. My muscles, my muscles, involuntarily flex.
2: Two pickup trucks. Listen up, Auto-thoughts and deceptive clowns You are listening to Prime Cuts, a non-linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero.
1: I'm your other host, Audrey.
2: And it's happening. The most evil motherfucker in the universe is back. He's resurrected and he's here to get his greasy little hands on the Allspark. But first, we got to go camping.
1: I will say, it is very funny how uh, Animated is truly a story about Megatron and Starscream killing each other over and over again.
2: <laughs> it really is.
1: They just can't get it to stick on either of them.
2: <laughs> no. They're, they're like
1: the Twits.
2: <laughs> they're quite bad at it on both ends. That's um, the,
1: the Autobots literally don't matter. <laughs> it's just about Megatron and Starscream killing each other over and over and over again. It's uh Death Becomes Her.
2: Yeah, really. Uh so we are we are finishing off animated season one today with uh, the last three episodes. Uh Nature Calls and then Megatron Rising, parts one and two, big big old season finale.
1: Nature Calls was okay. It had the Did dinobots you? so that was nice.
2: No, that was part that's part one. That's part one of Megatron. Oh yeah, oh,
1: right, you're right. Never mind. Just kidding.
2: You know what's funny? I always get nature calls and survival of the fittest mixed up because they're very similar titles yeah not really similar episodes at all but no
1: nature calls yeah so that tells you what the fact that i got it mixed up with uh, the next episode tells you how much i thought of nature calls i guess
2: i will say this about nature calls i think the animation looked very nice it was very very like bouncy and expressive especially on sorry and bumblebee
1: yeah sure i'll give it that it's just like a nothing story
2: especially like
1: in comparison to the season finale
2: yeah like it it, the way the scheduling worked out not really fair to nature calls going up against the big old uh, like status quo shift of the season finale and whatnot like uh but you know it's it's another like this one could be a, de- a decent Teen Titans episode. I will
1: say, I will say, there is increasing evidence that I was wrong earlier on and that these Transformers and animated do fuck because yeah. we have increasing references to sexual organs.
2: Yeah, we sure do. So,
1: including and, one in Nature Calls.
2: Let's get right into it here with uh, Spark Plug from G1 getting murdered in a mine uh by some shadowy monster
1: (laughs) he's fine but he's dead
2: he's dead as fuck um but i I, like it's funny because obviously it's supposed to be spark plug but also whenever i look at this animated spark plug i can't help but see pacha from the emperor's new group they have a very similar kind of like i think it's the eyes the eyes are very similar
1: I think I could say the same thing about, like, fan zone in terms of, like, body and head shape.
2: If you combine the two of them, if you, like, put him in the fly machine, you get uh-huh. Pacha somehow. Yeah. John Goodman is involved in some form in the process, but I'm still working that out.
1: I think at every point, <laughs> John Goodman would have been a banger fan zone, <laughs> let's oh be real. Oh
2: my god, literally just a fucking Cohen Brothers character. <laughs>
1: yeah, 100%. <laughs>
2: so we cut over to it's it's snowing in detroit it's winter and prowl is yet again on his nature versus human shit and he hates it he hates that they're plowing the streets and messing up all the pretty snow and it's like listen buddy i gotta get to work uh soldering yes. circuits for some dax killbots. i gotta put bread on the table motherfucker
1: he has this line that's like, I hate how they ruin nature with their machines. It's like, buddy, what do you think you are?
2: What do you what think bumbled. the
1: carbon the carbon emission on your little motorcycle alt mode is, my man?
2: Maybe all of the vehicles in the future have gone electric. Although we know that's not true because uh, Grimlock because is very deal. mad. Yeah. yeah. Grimlock was very mad about the cars and trucks eating his friends so but bumblebee raises that exact same point later when he's like complaining about an autobase he goes like buddy you're you're a machine too you know that right and he like hits the the hologram thing
1: yeah now to be fair bumblebee's the annoying character he is Ugh. however correct in this episode worst. camping sucks <laughs> camping sucks it's the worst if i can't plug in my phone what's the fucking point
2: I'm so glad we're aligned on this. I I went camping very briefly when I when I was with the Boy Scouts when I was growing up and it was yeah. the worst I now, have so- I have a very strong memory of this. And I want to tell you because it will inform This is actually me. what
1: made you non-binary. It was the Boy Scouts.
2: You Maybe hated this experience
1: with the Boy Scouts so much. But that you're like I'm now renouncing boyhood.
2: Like this one memory I have of this camping trip. Stand, like everything else is washed away in the sands of time. But this one thing I remember very clearly, it's the near the end. That was, I was just done with all that shit. So I stole a bunch of those honey buns, like the hostess honey yeah, buns, yeah, yeah. and climbed into my parents' car and ate all the honey buns while everyone else was at like campfire sing along or whatever. Phenomenal, and, that, and that's who I am today. Um, and this is this is this is how we get from A to B. Or uh, yeah, but Bumblebee ha- hates this idea. Of us by the way, Bumblebee gamer this episode, big gamer energy off of this little fellow here. And you know, Bumblebee and Prowl are in the same room, so you know what happens there. They argue and they argue, and there's a lot of tension there. And who knows what that tension is? And
1: could be sexual
2: could we don't know. We just It could don't be know.
1: because they, they actually might fuck. There's a lot there's a lot to give evidence that they, that they have sexual organs. Maybe they just don't reproduce sexually. Yes, yeah, they like, fuck sexually.
2: That Optimus Prime was just shocked that like it was a it was a biological process. Like, oh that's just like a fun thing we do. That's just Yeah. Like, that's, that's just why, the that's, that's just that's the woohoo why, zone. That's why they don't have any like <laughs> music or anything like on on Cybertron? Cybertron recreational culture there? is just sucking and fucking all the time. They're like bonobos that can turn into I trucks.
1: Be- I became a transformer to suck blood and fuck forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Optimus interrupts all this and says, "Hey, you jackasses! I have detected a, uh, a, a Cybertronian energy signature out in the woods, and it's it it's not." living or sentient it's probably just a piece of our ship that came out that came off during re-entry so like uh go and pick it up i guess you can use this as an opportunity for team bonding and character building and whatever and really i think he just wants bumblebee and prowl out of the base for a fucking weekend yeah probably he just wants to catch some fucking z's and not hear them arguing he is, all the time
1: he's, he's going through it in these episodes yeah
2: Especially can, the next yeah, one,
1: yeah, the next one. I think you can. I think actually, now I, now that you mention it, I sort of appreciate this episode in advance of Megatron Rising, Part One and Two, because you can sort of see Optimus like slowly inching towards his breaking point yes. here, which he just slams into at a hundred miles per hour in the next episode.
2: He's wound like a fucking ultra high tension spring, and like uh, it's it's pretty good. So sorry is very excited to show bumblebee all uh, what camping is um prowl is excited to to commune with nature bumblebee hates all of this
1: and he's right bumblebee is the correct person in this
2: episode most annoying guy you know makes a makes a great point heartbreaking so yeah they're out in the woods and immediately you can see that Sorry is is a glamper. She she brings all of so, the creature comforts yeah. with her.
1: Glamp- glamping I can fuck with. Camping I don't do, but glamping I could fuck with. I've done some nice glamping experiences. As long as there's like running electricity, I'm good. Sure.
2: You get like an RV or something. You take it out to a nice spot.
1: I've stayed in like luxury yurts that were really nice. Um, yeah, stuff like Fair.
2: that. Hey, obviously. Does that defeat the purpose of camping? Perhaps. Do I care? No.
1: Listen, I argue that the purpose of camping is to be outside the city and like embraced in the middle of nature. And you can do that even if you have a nice tent.
2: Yeah, we don't have to be in like a Jack London novel to uh to really appreciate nature. You can you can have a you can have your fucking game boy with you.
1: Listen, all I will say, all I will say is this, is that when I was in South Africa and I went on safari, I stayed at a really nice, I stayed on a really nice safari and my parents paid for it. Um, And technically it was tense because the walls were canvas, but there were like wood floors and like full plumbing in our rooms. And it did not do anything to detract from the fact that Antelope just walked through our campsite
2: right exactly
1: like it didn't do anything to detract from that so anyway
2: (laughs) but prowl does not does not follow our our belief on this matter um he is quite cross to see that bumblebee has brought a whole bunch of like dvd players and shit with him and when he asks where on earth he's he's stuck all of this stuff bumblebee just goes well i'd rather not say
1: right up his pussy
2: just j- jamming a whole fucking Sony flat screen plasma TV like right that, up in there.
1: Like that fucking bitch from Orange is the New Black.
2: <laughs> God. Uh, we also learned... The here, old
1: cocaine in the pussy trick. I know how it is.
2: I, I think Bumblebee would be great as a uh, as a drug smuggler. I think if this whole Autobot drug superhero meal. thing does Yeah, if yeah. this whole Autobot thing doesn't work out... Listen, I know some guys you can call Bumblebee...
1: Lockdown, there you go. I'm sure he'd exactly. be great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten into this new market. Bounty hunting is for chumps. Now I just Lockdown. run cocaine.
1: <laughs> Lockdown's pussy-popping drug meals, yeah, for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we, we get... Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm not naming it that. Maybe I'm naming it that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Prowl... Just kind of separates himself from the other two for a bit. And this is where we learn that uh, Sari's excitement about camping was... I, I really like this. Because her excitement about camping was purely based off of shit she'd seen on TV. Because obviously, this shut has never gone camping.
1: Uh, I mean, to be fair, she's also eight.
2: Yeah, but also, like, she, she has... Sometimes doesn't really no. let her out of the tower. No, like, of course uh, not.
1: But... Yeah, so they like, come over and they're like, sorry, you seem to be struggling with that tent. And immediately go to, sorry, do you have any idea what you're talking about? Not, sorry, are you eight years old and not able to put together a tent on your own because you're eight years old?
2: Well, they don't know what a- at what age you should develop proper camping experience. It could mm. be five, for all mm-hmm. they know. Uh, but Prowl... No, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> Prowl decides... So, one thing about Prowl's character that I always find very funny is that he's kind of a show-off, but, like, not in the brash Sentinel Prime way. He's so much more smug and quiet about it. Like, he just pops over, he starts the fire, he sets up the tent, and he just goes back into the woods. He's aloof.
1: Like, he he is actively trying to cultivate an air of mystery around
2: himself. Exactly. And, uh... I like the bit where Bumblebee is, like, wandering around the woods trying to find a plug for the TV.
1: Yeah, and Prowl's like, you dumb bitch.
2: You dumb motherfucker. Uh, But luckily, uh, Bumblebee figures out what to do. He he plugs the TV into Prowl and uses his holo projector to project a a movie.
1: I mean, listen, uh, what's the, the fucking phrase? You know, overcome, adapt. So you know what i make do that too
2: so they're they're putting on this like creature feature or whatever and they've been talking about like they got to find this thing and they're worried about monsters in the woods and prowls like okay there's no fucking monsters it's earth woods there's no creepy shit out here then they see a big i like shape. the
1: implication of this that cybertronian woods do have creepy monsters in it
2: <laughs> it's full of shit yeah make your hair go white um but then they see a big shape in the distance and Prowl goes oh, it's just a bear. And they shine their lights on it and it's not a bear. It's well okay, it's it's like a bear in that It's Garbodor. It's in it's it's more like the annihilation bear than a normal bear. Um I guess. It's Garbodor from Pokemon. It is Garbodor. It's a big fleshy lump with construction equipment sticking out of it, which by the way I like that the construction equipment has Constructicon colors. That's cute.
1: I know. I did notice that as well. I was, I was hopeful for more
2: expansion on that, but we no. do get we do get some Constructicons later. I
1: know. I know. I know that, but I was, I was hoping more more now. But it's okay. Yeah.
2: Well, they will. All things come to those who wait, and sometimes what comes is big Matt McMa- Mixmaster with his ass crack hanging out. Um.
1: And sometimes it's Blink182. They're coming.
2: <laughs> With their new song, Edging. I'm glad yeah. they haven't grown up at all.
1: What's their age again?
2: <laughs> so yeah, they they this big fucking monstrosity lumbers out of the woods and uh Prowl is like, Okay, let's just wait it out and see what its weaknesses are. And then the monster proceeds. Well no, to start. he
1: it wasn't it wasn't weaknesses. It was like behaviors. Like, hey, don't attack it. Maybe it's not. Yeah,
2: and then he gets punched. uh so then they start fighting it, and that's when he's like, "Okay, so it's not friendly. We know that, but what if we just wait to see what its weaknesses are?" And then he gets punched again.
1: Um, and there's a commercial break that I didn't see, at least because I'm watching it on Tubi. Um, but there's a commercial break here, and right before the commercial break um garbador like raises a scythe it has a scythe
2: it's got like yeah Yeah. it's like a it's like a motorized pickaxe from one of the construction machines i think yeah
1: it's a fucking scythe raises a scythe and is about to like bring it down on sorry and that's where the commercial break is but there's like a big full moon in the background and it's like damn i love bloodborne
2: yeah it's pretty cool looking um and then yeah so they they grab sorry and they kind of flee uh deeper into the woods and get their bearings on it and like Sari's key began to react to it as well so like it's clearly cybertronian in some way
1: yeah she she's like she's like hey guys do you think it's cybertronian and they're like no what would give you that idea and she's just looking down at the key that's like being yanked towards the thing and she's like "Mm,
2: i have a hunch so they're trying to piece together what the hell is going on with this thing and they they eventually come to the conclusion that it is a bunch of space barnacles that uh, fell off of their ship. And this is, is inf-
1: such a stupid thing, but yeah. Space and barnacles. And infecting
2: a bunch of machines on Earth. It's space barnacles. Yeah, Sorry, goes, like, those gross things that grow on boats? And Pearl goes, yes, but in space.
1: In space barnacles can't hear you scream.
2: So I got some space barnacles here. Um, and, like, he says that they usually just drain your ship's energy and they're like they don't usually meld with machines like this or they're behaving kind of weirdly um so but they gotta they gotta deal with this thing regardless they can't just let it wander around they 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 briefly consider going back to the city to uh to inform optimus about it because i guess they also turned off their comms for this
1: or i think they were like out of range
2: I guess yeah. I guess usually they're within the s- Detroit city limits. Yeah, I think um, that
1: that's the bigger issue is that they're just too far away.
2: So, but but Prowl's like, yeah, we can lead him back to the city, and then it'll just eat all of the many many delicious machines wandering around. And where will we be then? And he's
1: so d- like, at least not in the bum fucking nowhere.
2: Yeah, at least we'll be in the fucking city. But they decide they're gonna they're gonna draw it to a an old abandoned sumdac mine. Well, it, it recently abandoned, I guess. It was in use until everyone presumably died from space barnacles. They're uh, fine. Don't and...
1: worry about
2: it. <laughs> Sorry, just sees like a smear of red on the wall. And goes, what's that? um so we have a lot of foreshadowing actually in this episode (laughs) we do in this set of episodes there's a lot of foreshadowing for certain things to come but uh first sorry bumblebee get trapped in a mine (laughs) they they try to kite this thing around but it ends up collapsing the mine entrance uh behind them and bumblebee tries to find a way out while prowl like fights it one-on-one
1: yeah also a lot of people stupidly fighting one-on-one in these episodes and mm-hmm. failing very badly
2: prowl does a better job than bumblebee in the next episode yeah
1: well bumblebee least. bumblebee chose a very stupid fight
2: bumblebee might as well have not been involved in that fight he <laughs> might as well just not have been there um but yeah they, they bumblebee mentions just like oh, i've been playing a lot of this maze running game i can get i uh, can you find us another way out of here and like no there's it's a mine there's one entrance not that kind of mine but uh then they do manage to like prowl actually manages to get them out by kiting the monster into the rubble to knock it over and they they mentioned earlier that space barnacles are very uh sensitive to heat i guess which makes me wonder why it survives burning up in the atmosphere but whatever um and so they have to find a way to like burn it off so uh prowl uses his like jetpack to do it which is kind of cool i like that
1: yeah um he doesn't hold off for too long though
2: <laughs> no he gets slapped around and like slammed against a tree by the scythe but luckily sorry and bumblebee are there sorry boosts bumblebee's stingers up to like heat him Eleven. up and, yeah he's yeah. like
1: he's like these stingers go to 11 which, if they did, why don't you do this before? But anyway.
2: It's got to be a team-up attack. Uh, and they blast the, the barnacle off of the cliff, and it seemingly uh, dies.
1: So, and... I have a question. This is, like, a direct... The thi- this episode is, like, a direct oh, yeah. reference to the thing, right?
2: Pretty much, yeah. It's like, like a
1: direct parody of the thing.
2: Like, sort of. It's definitely going for a bit of the body horror and like definitely the fleshy lumps and, and the snow evoke that and like the sense of isolation it's uh it's not really imitating anybody though like there's no point at which the space barnacles appear to be anything else other than themselves so it's like that's it's like a, true b- but it does very like broad thing pastiche though yeah. it
1: does in fact and there are things discovered frozen in snow.
2: That's true. There are uh, things uh. that lead to disaster.
1: <laughs> Some dacu you ignorant slut. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, literally. Uh. All
2: right, I, we're gonna. want gonna jump ahead just briefly for a moment <laughs> to talk about something. So at the end uh-huh. of this episode, it's revealed that the core of the space barnacles was Megatron's body. That's why it was acting so weird. And clearly, at the end of this episode, we see. That the Decepticon symbol on his chest is intact. Now,
1: A homie, he like doesn't do anything when there are full Decepticons like that the Autobots but, have fought in the lab with him. Right,
2: but he knows what they look. He knows what the Decepticon symbol looks like by now because he's been held hostage by them multiple times. However, my point is that when he it, he drags us back to his lab at the beginning of Megatron Rising Part One that symbol's not there it's replaced with a little hole in the chest so they they tried to trick it like there was they knew there was no way he wouldn't recognize that. It's like oh we got to alter history we gotta we gotta scrub the tapes we, we gotta we gotta do a shoot i'm yeah. just saying
1: yeah fine anyway uh yeah back in this episode um the thing doesn't doesn't die it's not Prowl dead. And Prowl instead it, it gets got. Yeah. Prowl gets got. Um
2: I like I like this bit where Bumblebee's like, It's gonna be it'll be fine. Prowl's way too strong willed to be subsumed by some kind of alien barnacle, and then he goes zombie mode and Bumblebee goes, Well, time to leave.
1: Yeah, Bumblebee spits out his cereal.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and at first they're just tearing through the woods. Bumblebee is like planning on going back to the city, but Sarah reminds him. That if Prowl follows them, like, it'll be a whole other problem. So what they have to do is trap Prowl first and then go get Prime and Ratchet.
1: Now, very conveniently, they do find themselves in the furnace room.
2: Well, there's a few steps between that I find very good. So they do go back to the mine and they get Prowl in, in the mine shaft and blow and blow the rubble. Problem solved. They pin him in the mine. However, he Unless... has... Done it from the wrong side, <laughs> and sorry. Like he 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 blows the the rocks, and he goes, "I did it. I I successfully executed the plan." And sorry, goes, "You should have. The plan the plan was to do it from outside, not trap us in here with zombie prowl." Bumblebee is very stupid in this episode. <laughs> I noticed, like he's he's just not paying attention to much. Yeah, but yeah, now they're in a Scooby Doo chase. Um with with zombie prowl here all we need is some like some ska music to go with this and uh it'll be it'll be golden
1: no we just we need we need a ghost some scooby-doo ghost (laughs) chase music
2: that's right uh but yeah they do end up in front of the furnace room very oh the other there's there's the this is the other bumblebees really stupid moment he sees on the wall that it says fire hose and so he grabs it and points it at prowl and and says eat flame and uh squeezes it and uh water or like fire foam comes out and he's very he's like well i thought it was it said fire hose i thought it shoot fire which i wonder actually now that i think about it if space barnacles are are a problem on star cruisers do cybertronian ships have actual fire hoses
1: i guess they have like flamethrowers
2: yeah, to deal with that. So may- maybe he's not as stupid as I thought. Maybe he's just used to actual fire hoses being around.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I can't imagine that there are any hoses with water in it on Cybertron.
2: No. I can't
1: imagine s- that there's water on Cybertron.
2: They don't seem to have much use for it. Um,
1: no, I'm sure they have, like, other flame retardants.
2: Yeah, they really like, you know
1: yeah they have foam and other stuff that you know that can be used to to knock flame out because listen i know that people like Wheeljack and brainstorm aren't up there on fucking cybertron doing whatever the fuck they're doing without some way to stop a fire but yeah
2: (laughs) so bumblebee gets scratched as they like stumble back into this furnace room and bar the door uh and and sorry has a little brain blast where she's like oh I could hook the hose up to the furnace and blast prowl with scalding hot water to get the to get the the barnacles off. But uh oh. Bumblebee is also a barnacle boy now.
1: Barnacle man, barnacle man.
2: And both of them are like bearing down on her and her key isn't really interfacing with the old technology, presumably because I just thought of this because Sorry,
1: he- what's the one constant in all your failed relationships?
2: So, like, the key obviously interfaces with everything in modern day Detroit, but that's because all of it is based on Megatron's uh, tech. It's all like reverse oh, engineered cyber fuck, Yeah, shit.
1: that's right. I remember right now.
2: So, but she uses the key to, like, spark the furnace up and uh, blast them with the scalding hot water and also gets soaked in scalding hot water, but that seems to be fine. She just gets wet.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that's a normal human reaction. Uh,
2: so we learned. So then we cut back to Autobase and and sorry, is... it was
1: explicitly boiling. Like it was I need scalding. Like I need to be clear, it was explicitly boiling, and
2: uh, yeah. Anyway, it was hot enough to scorch. Re watching that this are... makes
1: me feel like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's
2: just she's just a normal eight year old. What are you talking about?
1: I'm a 12-year-old boy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, we cut back to the auto base. We're sorry, has a cold. Because apparently, Bumblebee doesn't have any heaters. Which I choose to believe is a holdover from FanZone's shitty car. Like, it has a, it doesn't have a working AC. Just like... But, yeah, she caught a cold from that. And, uh, you know, I like that Bumblebee yeah. tells... Yeah, hey!
1: What? This was another thing that made me like I emoji, and hopefully you'll stop backfiring soon.
2: Yes, because she's sneezing,
1: and she's like, "I'm not backfiring, I'm sneezing," and it's like, "Mm-hmm."
2: And Prowl and Bumblebee, have <laughs> do you the have read- the
1: reading comprehension of a fifth grader?
2: I didn't when I was in. fifth I grade. certainly did not. Um, and, and and Prowl and Bumblebee, I like that Prowl- Bumblebee tells Prowl that he owes him a new media player. He, I he keeps calling it media player. It's so weird. Like, what is that thing? It's like a my guess all is all an all purpose. Yeah, fucking,
1: like that's the idea is that it's not. It's a TV. It's a, a yeah. MP3 player.
2: And, and you know, a prowl, secret third.
1: It's a secret third thing.
2: And they prowl gives him the whole spiel about you, Mister Two, on that damn phone, and you got to appreciate nature. And then sorry has to like yelled at them about the themes of the episode to get it through their heads. It's so like it's it's about harmony between hey, here, here's another one for you. It's about the harmony between yeah. man and machine. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Hey, hey, there's been a lot of episodes lately about man and machine fusing together. I wonder what that could mean. Nothing. It means nothing.
2: It <laughs> doesn't mean shit. It um, doesn't mean
1: shit. Hey, I wonder why sorry and Black Arachnia get along so <laughs>
2: Weird. No, it's probably just. Uh, ah! Um. And, but I like I like the bubble. He just goes, "Yeah, okay." But he's still a media media player. <laughs> yeah, that's where the scene ends, and then we don't we have time cut, for this.
1: We have to go over to John Carpenter's The Thing.
2: When then we cut to uh, known ignorant slut Isaac Sumdac, who is so excited because he managed to track down Megatron's body, and his friend is going to be so happy to see it and things are gonna go great
1: fuck buddy they sure will
2: on to megatron rising uh part one where immediately we're back in some Dex lab he's got the body all up in there and megatron is like great let's uh you know let's let's get it up and running shall we megatron you know now, now that the end goal is in sight he's having a really hard time keeping a lid on his temper
1: yeah he like he backtracks a little bit in this episode, yes. but like
2: after a certain point, it's mask off because he he's like I'm fucking tired of sitting here in this shitty lab on this pathetic planet putting up with you gross little freaks. And somebody just goes, what'd you say? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just uh, you know, I'm just uh, so close. I'm just I wanna I wanna but I wanna what... help my friend. There's no a, what love, he yeah. says
1: is M- I need to get out there and help. My Autobot brothers. <laughs> if he had a like,
2: mouth, he would be vomiting in it right now.
1: Like clenching his jaw further and further with every word. Yeah,
2: he's like the Decepticons are massing for some great maneuver and I have to go help my ugh, Autobot brothers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh um and Disgusting? And, and, and it's going to take a while because deck is just a man. So Megatron decides to see if Lugnut is still kicking around. And he well, is. Well,
1: and more than that, deck's just a man and the power goes out.
2: Right, because it's a storm. It's storming yes. and also sorry, is fucking around with that key. What else? Yeah.
1: And Megatron's like, what the fuck is going on here? And deck's like, oh, yeah, generator can't work on your body. And Megatron's like, turn off literally everything else in this fucking building i swear to god isaac i'm going to crush you if you do not make this your top priority and sunday's like oh hell what what was that sorry i had like my my uh my ipods in what yeah what was that i'll I'll go
2: see if i can you know divert some power sure good old buddy and megatron's like i gotta get my hands on this fucking key this is gonna take forever (laughs) and so he calls up lugnut who is in the woods uh, trying to get his shoulder back from Blitzwing, who is wearing it and falling over. These guys, am I right? If you'll remember last time, they were quite literally blasted to pieces by the Ark uh, and, and put back together by Starscream, who immediately shows up to remind them that they only live because of the grace of the great, glorious leader of the Decepticons, Starscream.
1: No, I will say... A lot of times Starscream doesn't have a leg to stand on with these sort of grand overtures. He is right in this circumstance.
2: Yeah, this one's true. Uh, He did
1: in fact save their lives.
2: But then the PS5 starts speaking directly into Lugnut's ear again. Um and Megatron, uh, I like and, and lugna This and is Edith a great Good. scene. Yes, yeah. it goes into full worship mode. It's like my glorious leader, my my wonderful liege. I worship the ground you walk on, bowing in front of Starscream. He's just going like, "Oh, this is great." Uh, well, it cool. starts
1: off that way. So it starts off with Starscream being like, "Hell yeah, that's more like it," and then it keeps going on, and eventually Starscream's like, mm, "No, you made it weird." <laughs>
2: Yeah, he just looks over at Blitzwing and just, like, uh, is he, okay? is he, like, good?
1: No, he's, like, what's, he's, like, literally what's wrong with him, and I see's like, uh, you know, he has, uh, processor <laughs> damage, it happens sometimes, and then it switches around random it goes, more often than you'd think!
2: And he does the twirly around the ear thing, he's cuckoo crazy, um... And Megatron basically tells Lugnut to uh, to get the key and repair his body to to re- make mark his glorious return, and of course Lugnut is all about that. He he is ready to go, and uh, immediately gets up and is like Megatron commands us to to go. And Stormtrooper's like, hold on.
1: There is no Santa Claus. There is no Easter Bunny. And there is no Megatron.
2: He's like, I, I Megatron's dead. I did it myself. I saw it myself. Yeah, he's
1: like, I know Megatron's dead. I did it. I saw it myself.
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he, so he scans Zodin and says, "Okay, well, he is actually getting a transmission from somewhere. He's not just making it up." So here's what we'll Fucked do. Fucked up if true. You two can go and get this key, and I will see who's fucking with poor lugnut's head, pretending to be dearly departed Megatron.
1: What a mockery they make of our glorious de- and very deceased
2: leader! Yes, a, a, a betrayal of his pristine memory. Um, so we cut to the auto base, and ev- everyone's really just like on edge because there's a there's some Decepticon activity and they're making a move and everyone's just stressed the fuck out except for Bumblebee and Sari apparently um but you know they they don't know what's going on but Optimus is just like okay Decepticons are moving we gotta figure out what the fuck to do about this because we barely beat them the first time
1: yeah and bumblebee's like, so what is the plan? because as it stands, our current odds are um comodittone terrible,
2: <laughs> yeah, and honestly I'm just I'm thinking i'm I'm working on it. um there's this bit where Optimus decides like he makes the decision like, well. I don't remember, exactly remember the order of operation there because there's a lot that happens in this scene and Optimus gets increasingly angry about things. Um,
1: The first thing the first bad decision he makes he makes a lot of bad decisions but the first yes. one he makes is that he, he he should be in possession of the um. Yes.
2: He, he's like alright sorry. That is you what know. starts
1: everything else off.
2: Yeah because he's like alright sorry you've held on to this for long enough it's time for us to take the key back and she's like well wait, you? it shows me like I'm I'm The Allspark entrusted me with this for a reason. And Optimus says, well, sometimes God makes mistakes. I don't know what to tell you.
1: I mean, to be fair, if I was Optimus, I would also feel this way.
2: Yeah, I mean, she's been fucked around a lot, including in this scene where she has supercharged some RC planes. She's Um, A
1: fucking around with it a lot. And even if she weren't, she's eight American years old.
2: She is a baby. Uh, She cannot fight a Decepticon.
1: And she's not... A Cybertronian, wink, 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 wink. Um she's she, just know.
2: a normal human with lots of flesh.
1: Right. She's just like she's a, a human. Wink 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 wing. Um like I don't know. I feel like,
2: like it's definitely if someone.
1: I feel like if an atheist was like, I need to be in possession of the Dead Sea Scrolls, <laughs> I, a Jew, would be like, maybe not, actually.
2: Isn't that what happened in Evangelion?
1: It's exactly what happened in Evangelion, you're right. And look how that turned out! So you're Uh, totally right! right. (laughs) Like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm I'm not calling, (laughs) I'm not saying that Sari's culturally appropriating anything, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense logically, it's just that this really hurts Sari's feelings and she feels like she's being locked out of this this whole thing that she's really been attached to and like they don't trust her anymore and so she just she just runs off um and bumblebee of course snaps at prime to uh to like you know because like what's your fucking deal man like
1: well i mean yeah so like no one is like thrilled with this turn of events like even ratchet like sorry starts crying and ratchet's like i don't know like optimus can you leave it with her and like optimus is like Ugh. i'm telling you to grab it from her and that's an order and ratchet's like okay he
2: goes yes sir which is like he doesn't do that shit with prime prime's like a little some fucking military brat he doesn't call him sir but like yeah he just ta- he grabs that key from that child he takes that candy from that baby um and so yeah bumblebee tries to give prime some guff and optimus just like all right i'm i'm getting sick and tired of you mouthing off to me you like uh specifically
1: specifically bumblebee's like why can't you just trust sorry like we all know her like like we know she's a good person and optimus is like oh yeah because you're really the best judge of character here
2: yeah and like like...
1: historically you've been a really good judge of character and Bumblebee's like, "Fuck you, dude."
2: Yeah, so he calls him like insubordinate and like can't follow orders. And Bumblebee's like, "All right, yeah, cool, I'm leaving. Bye. I'll go find Sorry." And then Bulkhead's like, "Well, hey, I have an idea about how to fight the Decepticons. We could get the Dinobots." And Prowl's in the background, like hurriedly, like making the slicing motion across his neck. Like, no, no, no. I haven't told him about that yet. And Bulkhead's like, "Jesus fucking Christ, Prowl." and the optimus blows the fuck up on he them. is
1: he is done done he's so mad he's and like I, he's like bavers levels of angry
2: he is about to start chopping heads off he is about to go fucking Bayverse optimus mode in this room here no survivors and he's like all right yeah, we're gonna forgive go to forgive me for Island. what I must yabba dabba do. <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna we'll go to Dinobot Island, and you're gonna bring me with you, so I can make sure this gets done right. All right, chuckle fucks.
1: Yeah, and like Ratchet's trying to do damage control on the side, yeah. and and Optimus is like, no, no, fuck that, Ratchet. They're all insubordinates, and we have fucking Decepticons launching an initiative, and I need them to like. Like respect my authority and listen to my plan and i'm not i'm the, no more n- mr nice guy and ratchet's like okay
2: <laughs> yeah um so he he assigns ratchet to go bring the key to the ship and keep both it in the allspark safe and we cut to sorry who's running outside crying and immediately gets abducted by black arachnia <laughs> So, maybe it's it's a good thing that they took the key from her right then, at that moment. Because uh, otherwise, things would well, have gone poorly. I
1: guess, but on the other hand, Brockler Acnea probably would have just taken the key and killed her.
2: Yeah, like, it's, uh, you know, it worked out, really. Um, so, unfortunately, though, Ratchet's driving to the ship and immediately gets ambushed by Blitzwing and Lugnut, who... This is brutal. He gets fucking owned.
1: He okay. So first of all, there is a great shot, which because I was watching on my TV, I couldn't take a screen cab of. But he gets um. So they they come ahead and once blitzwing like freezes the ground beneath him. He goes careening to the side, and then um, Lugnut does his sure kill punch, um, which sends ratchet flying into a building and as he's flying into the building he's completely blank faced (laughs) there's no expression on his face he's just sent flying in and it looks like it looks like a a, like a a mob psycho 100 clip or something where he's just completely (laughs) exactly it's like life is weird enough this may as well happen today
2: and he gets frozen solid. He, he, Blitzwing and Lugnut the man, he give him the key and he goes, You'll, you can pry it from my cold offline servo. And so Blitzwing freezes him solid and just uh, tears his arm off.
1: Youch! Yeah, and as he does it, he's like, not quite offline,
2: but certainly cold. <laughs> and then just leaves and Ratchet is conscious by the way like the freeze doesn't not yeah. conscious. you can see his face change when
1: tears and he makes a no- and he makes a noise he goes
2: Ugh. yeah so they have the key now um black Arachnea has Sarri sorry tied up on a roof and she's like all right kid give me the key uh and sorry like well uh too fucking bad for you i guess because the autobots have decided that i'm not trustworthy they took my key away from me and uh so black right and it goes damn i know how that feels
1: and sorry like oh no you're not tricking me you're a bad person
2: just like it was you know i just uh i used to be one of them but then they. oh
1: no t- this is when this is when they're on the ice
2: yeah that they're having uh, this conversation no they have it they have it briefly uh where they're like you know i, I used to be one of them but they turned their back on me after That's, it's, no
1: it's on the ice
2: so then we see the so black arachnia tells sorry like all right you don't have the key then you need to bring me to the Allspark because it's the only thing it's the only thing that can like turn me back um and you know sorry seems to accept for whatever reason uh Dinobot Island, uh, Optimus, Prowl, and Bulkhead are walking through, and they they run into the Dinobots, and immediately, like, obviously, but Dinobot's very territorial, very unhappy to see Optimus Prime. Yeah. And uh, Prowl's like, all right, hang on, Prime, you just let me handle it, please. And he's like, nope, no, I'm, I'm, I will handle all this myself, Prowl. And he tries to sell the Dinobots on this whole thing. It's like, listen, there's a lot of guys coming, and we need all the help we can get. Like, you you live on this planet too. And Grimlock's like, Grimlock don't care. Yeah, Grimlock's like, we don't help
1: robots. We fight robots. And Optimus is like, what do you think you are, you stupid slut? Um-
2: <laughs> Which doesn't go over particularly well. Um, so they have to leave. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it-
1: yeah. There's a little screen that pops up that says everyone dislike that.
2: <laughs> yeah. So l- luckily, the Dinobots start fighting amongst themselves, presumably f- competing for who gets to tear Optimus's head off first. I will um, say,
1: Swoop still looks so fucking good. Swoop's yeah, design in cool. this is phenomenal.
2: Ugh, he looks fucking cool. Um, and yeah, so they're walking off. Optimus is already pretty mad. Uh, and then Ratchet calls us like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> lost the key." stole it they stole it from me and
1: And optimus is like how the fuck did that happen ratchet it's like oh well i was by myself a medical vehicle and two fucking decepticons ambushed me and tore off my arm so why don't you back off my dick
2: yeah like how about you fuck off boy uh and optimus goes okay fine whatever just go just go to the ship guard the all spark get the weapon systems up and running because shit's going bad um meanwhile starscream is has arrived at at sumdak tower and, and blasts his way into the roof and oh shit megatron's and i love that megatron you can see megatron looking at him when he when he flies in he's uh, they- one good eye
1: Yeah, like, immediately they see each other, and the first thing on their mind is, like, I gotta kill him. (laughs) Yep. You can, like, see the connection. They're, like, both immediately... Again, that's what this series is about, folks. It is about Megatron and Starscream killing each other over and over and over again.
2: And so, you know, Starscream tries to put on the, oh, my liege, I'm so happy that you're alive, and...
1: Thank God! But,
2: oh, so diminished, in such a sorry state, and Megatron's like, ah... My loyal. You're just a second little guy and it's your birthday. I'm so happy to see you, Starscream, my loyal second in command who would never betray me.
1: My, my favorite part of this is Starscream's like, I'm so glad to see you still, like, you know, you're still okay. And Megatron just looks at him and completely deadpan goes, Yes, the light is washing over your features. <laughs>
2: yeah um bumblebee arrived at some Tower because i guess he went there assuming that's where sorry would go right uh and looks up and sees <laughs> starscream and the in the and a giant hole in the roof so of course like uh hey prime starscream is at some tower which sh- i sh- we should probably stop him and prime says it's okay just stay there and wait for backup uh because there's no way you're fighting a decepticon alone and bumblebee says i'm already halfway into the elevator <laughs>
1: Particularly not Starscream, who again? Yeah, for yeah. all his failings, it's probably definitively the second strongest after Megatron.
2: Yeah, he's he's the strongest Decepticon on the planet currently at this t- at this exact at this time moment. in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like um, there is
1: a reason. There is a reason that he's able to command the Decepticons for even a brief moment, and listen- it's not.
2: Bumblebee. Last time you guys fought Starscream, Optimus fucking died. And granted, part of that was all Spark related, but also he did die. I mean he, he he he
1: came on Starscream's face and then he died.
2: Is <laughs> how we all want to go out? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I'm don't. really sorry oh. for the amount of like oh, really. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> like body humor we've had on this one folks this we, is this is pretty depraved even for us
2: <laughs> we are we are a bit blue but it's the end of the season we're excited um
1: so- i'm just excited about the concept that maybe transformers do fuck actually in this universe <laughs> i've been reinvigorated
2: <laughs> your mind is racing um, yeah
1: with the possibilities so- just like blur
2: bumblebee is already up in there Uh, And, like, I I love this. Starscream is, like, sitting on something and just monologuing at Megatron. Like, ah, it would be so easy to kill you right now if one wanted to. And then Bumblebee, like. It's so funny. Like, them flirting through trying
1: to kill each other. There's no reason for Starscream to do this. Instead of just pulling the plug on him.
2: It's so fucking toxic. Um,
1: And, like, Megatron's just, like, silently listening to him. He's not, like, interrupting him or anything. This is, like, foreplay for them. It's so fucked up.
2: It's just just toxic. Uh, Then Bumblebee busts in to ruin the mood. And, like, it's, it's pathetic. He just hits Starscream full blast with his stingers. And it literally does nothing.
1: Yeah, Starscream's like, who are you?
2: he walks he shoots him once which just like blasts him against the wall he just got kicked in the face walks over grabs him by the chin and this is like one of the this is like the iconic animated starscream moment just screams you interrupted my speech yeah and megatron over there is like okay i've had enough of this shit Yeah,
1: he, well, Megatron. Megatron's now jealous because he's not being paid attention exactly. to by Starscream, so he's so like, "All right, I have to get back to trying to kill him now, as our foreplay dictates." So
2: he, he he uses the lab equipment to yeet him and Bumblebee onto the roof.
1: Yeah, literally, he's like, "No thoughts, hand empty, yeet.
2: Oh uh, God. So Bumblebee is now trapped on the roof with Starscream, which is not a, not a place you really want to be. First of uh, all, I love that Starscream doesn't get what's
1: going on. He's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, oh, he just wow. thinks it's
2: random. Like he doesn't, yeah. see what's happening. Oh my god! Why anyway, doing this? back
1: to killing you.
2: <laughs> yeah, he he barely thinks. All right. Oh yeah, I have an Autobot to tear apart with my bare hands.
1: And like, what happens? Like, this is so funny. Because what happens here? First of all, Sumbag comes back.
2: Yeah, and Sumbag comes and is like, "Oh my God, there's a hole in the roof," and Maggotor's like, "Quickly, my dear friend, they're coming." Yeah. You and the but but that gets dropped real quick because as soon as Bloodswing and Lugnut arrive, he just he's just like, "Hey, sup." Yeah. Exactly. He's like, "What's Sumbag gonna do at that point?" Right. Um, really. Back on the roof. Like, here's the thing that kills me. Sumdak doesn't immediately like react. He's That's, what I, was That's he, what I was saying before. That's what I was saying. He gets distracted, so he's like, he doesn't even notice Lugnet and Blitzwing arriving until like their mid-conversation with Megatron.
1: That's what I was saying with the with the fucking Decepticon symbol.
2: Bro, you gotta be more observant.
1: You ignorant slut!
2: Oh yeah, up on the up on the roof, Bumblebee is having a bad time,
1: <laughs> and Megatron's like, "Oh, cool, he's distracted again." So I can. This is what happens here. Is like that one four chan green text where it's like. I believe that thought is material. I'm not going to settle disputes on this matter, believe it or not. Okay, this thread will be performing a vigorous psychic attack on Starscream. Target, patient death. The alleged result of the attack is Starscream's massive stroke tonight. Obviously, the result can only be achieved by our common mental efforts and the great desire of many Decepticons.
2: He just shoots him with a fucking laser or something. He just shocks him like an animal. Right,
1: but he does it it with his, like, brain, because he's still hooked up with all the symptoms, so he's psychically attacking Starscream. Or it's like the guy who's trying to send David Lynch to psychically attack David Lynch and keeps ending up in the hospital.
2: Yeah, Starscream doesn't have quite the psychic defense that David Lynch does. Um... But yeah, Blitzwing and Lugnut arrive, and I like that Blitzwing's reaction is, Oh my god, he wasn't crazy after all. And Lugnut is of course immediately groveling, Oh, my lord, my glorious leader, you're alive. And then he looks up and, and pauses and goes, What happened to your body? <laughs> and Megatron just answers a long story. I will tell you later. Let's just get that key up. Very
1: in there. very um relaxed uh employee employee
2: relationship. <laughs> yeah. It's like if like the like, there's no drama here. He and Lugnut are just—he knows that Lugnut is his boy. Like, he's not going to do anything against him. If no one and,
1: else got me, I know Lugnut yeah, got me. Can exactly.
2: I get a comment? That's why. That's why he spoke into his ear like the PS Five. He knew Lugnut's got him. Um, and this yeah, Sunday. This is where some deck, It's like, why are you doing here? Why are you Decepticons talking to Megatron? And Lugnut makes him bow down, and Megatron just goes. Okay, I've been wanting to say this for so fucking long. You're a annoying little shit. I'm the leader of the Decepticons. Also, your spinach puffs suck. Now, Blitzwing, get that key in there. Let's let's get me juice. To back say up.
1: nothing of your sog paneer.
2: Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and subject just goes, "What have I done? <laughs> yeah, what have you done? You didn't ask any questions. That was that's what you've done." Yeah. You credulous, you credulous asshole. Um, and this looks so cool. Megatron being reborn looks fucking sick. All of the like wiring reconnecting and smashing through the floor. It's fucking cool looking. It's good. And he's back. He crashes through the roof, and the, the Autobots have arrived. And everyone assembled, including Starscream, uh outside, has the exact same reaction to Uh, seeing a reborn megatron floating above detroit which is to say pants shitting terror all piss yeah which brings us right into part two and immediately so first of all i noticed this episode's intro has sound effects in it like it's a fucking jojo part i didn't even notice that we've reached the finale so now they put all the all the all the fucking uh sound effects in the interest which i think this i think this show predates phantom blood's anime so like actually
1: oh yes it does
2: this uh they, they stole that from man uh, animated fun fact
1: for sure um, that is what happened yep
2: that's exactly what happened that's the narrative i will tell myself in my head um anyway megatron literally just drops to the ground and beats everyone's ass like yeah. it's not a fight it's just straight up not a fight <laughs> He's got two swords, he's got a big gun, and he's fuck huge.
1: Yeah, Phantom Blood. Sorry, I just looked up Phantom Blood. It was 2012, so it predated this by some amount of time, yeah.
2: Yeah. And, yeah, Megatron is just performing, like, it's stomp live with the instrumentation being Optimus Prime's face.
1: Yeah, and, like, at at some point in this, like, Lugnut makes a move to be, like, Oh Lord Megatron, it's so great to be by your side, and he's immediately squashed by Starscream, literally squashed by Starscream, um. Yeah, there's, comes... a bit,
2: there's a bit. It's it's after the bit where um, it's 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 Stars, it's it's Lugnut. Basic Lugnut and Blitzwing are basically reenacting the bit from the eighty five, uh, the eighty six movie, where Hot Rod's like, I gotta get in, I gotta get in there, and Cup's like, No, it's Prime's fight. Lugnut's like, I gotta get in there and beat those Autobots to death alongside Megatron. And Blitzwing's like, well, he didn't ask for any help, so like.
1: No, isn't it the opposite? Isn't it Blitzwing who wants to? No, like,
2: it's Lugnut. It's always Lugnut, um, or it might be Blitzwing. It might be Hothead Blitzwing.
1: I think it, I think it is Blitzwing who wants to join the fight, but Lugnut's like, no, this is Megatron's moment. And he, Do not interrupt he does, him.
2: Clearly, he does not need any help.
1: <laughs> like, it's true. To be fair, true. <laughs>
2: just wiping the floor with these dudes with the greatest of ease um and we cut out to star who's like got bumblebee by the throat and he's like tossing him around as he muses to himself like what do i let's see what am i what are my options i could jump in and help the autobots kill megatron and then kill the autobots or I could just, you know, slide back into the second in command role, and he's like using Bumblebee like he's like using Bumblebee like a fidget toy, just like yeah. tossing him in the air. I'm like, uh, what? What do I do? Huh? Hmm. He is like fuck off, McHuge. He is gigantic. I mean, obviously Bumblebee is quite small, but like Starscream
1: really is fuck off, huge and animated.
2: Yeah. He is like. He is at least as big as, almost as big as Megatron. Uh, the other yeah, one he's like a- is probably Lugnut.
1: Lugnut probably has more mass, but Starscream is like taller. Yeah, and has has sort of more of a presence. Uh,
2: so you know, after after he has finished beating the shit out of Prowl and Bulkhead, and is currently beating the shit out of Optimus. Optimus goes like, "Wait, you can't kill me." Uh, you, you you need us to help find the all spark and megatron goes actually uh i don't need you for shit because i have the key and they can tell me exactly where it is so uh you're bye used to <laughs> yeah and he, he gets ready to fucking blast them all um megatron summons all his loyal Decepticons to his side after he punches optimus's lights out and you know starstring goes ah well i guess that's decided for me i'll just i'll just Pretend like nothing ever happened, and I'll wait for my opportunity then, and just like throws Bumblebee off of like into a wall and flies down, and Megatron's like ah, and
1: again literally landing on Lugnut's face. I need yes, to be very clear clear about this. Uh, so like Lugnut's like approaching him, Megatron, and. That Starscream lands on it it's like, Lord Megatron, how great to be back as your loyal second in command.
2: And Megatron goes, you know, Starscream, it's it's just, it's so nice to have you by my side as I prepare to murder the shit out of the treacherous little snake who put me in this state. And well, I didn't say
1: treacherous. Very Is important. It, he doesn't yes, say treacherous.
2: <laughs> to murder the, the murder the bot that put me in this state. he's got his fusion cannon pointed at Optimus. And then he just whips around with the fist, with the key on it and slams it into Starscream's chest and overloads his spark. I think it was the opposite. Wasn't it like supposed to like drain it? Regardless. Starscream anyway, Death count three. Four. No, that's so, four. When did he die last time? <laughs> he died so in... let's count the deaths he got blown up on the nemesis early on by the space bridge in episode one
1: one and then he died again by the he allspark got, yeah he got into second by the one. allspark
2: so this is three of many more to come um and so we you know we've always wondered uh, for for decades now the autobots have been rolling out but what did the decepticons have as a battle cry well megatron finally gives us our answer when he when he commands his Decepticons to transform and rise up, because they can fly, you see.
1: Uh, right. Yes.
2: And they they go they head towards the Allspark, uh, to to grab it. And and Ratchet's all, uh, still at that ship. This is where we see Black Arachne and Sari on the ice.
1: Yeah, and this is where they have the conversation about. Yeah. Um, being abandoned by the uh, Autobots for not being good enough for them yeah. and oh, not being way, trustworthy the-
2: enough. The Autobots slip away from Megatron, but he literally doesn't care. Like, whatever. What are they gonna do? <laughs> I'm just gonna go get the Allspark. Yeah. They all they all hide in in uh Sumdak's lobby. Um where he's the uh, there yeah, so so Black Arachne and, and sorry are on the ice and uh, you know, they have, they have that little thing about the, you know, they they left me after I changed and all of this, but uh, the the Allspark can save me, and that's when Black Arachne realizes that Sorry has just been leading her in circles
1: yeah and uh sorry's like, oops, but to be fair, if you want the all the Allspark, you're gonna need to hold your breath for a really long time and Black Arachnid's like, well, I'm half organic. I would never be able to do that. And sorry's like sort of what I was hoping you were gonna say
2: yeah Meanwhile it's underwater
1: because it's yeah. underwater
2: on the ark. Meanwhile, on the Ark, Ratchet is setting up the security systems uh, and notices that Sari appears to be held hostage by Black Arachnia. So, damn crazy. He uh, he breaks open the the fucking icy layer on the lake and uh, rescues her, and like just shoots once again, yeets Black Arachnia into the distance.
1: Though I will say, Black Arachnia yeets Sari. <laughs>
2: yes she does she
1: just throws <laughs> her to the side again something that a normal eight-year-old would definitely be able to survive don't worry about it
2: mm-hmm. um and so we we see the autobots also in like the 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 lobby of some deck tower and they're they're super fucking banged up and sometimes like oh i'm so sorry this is all my fault and and was like well I mean, it's not really your fault at all like uh oh why wait. Would it why would it sorry. possibly be your fault
1: yeah sorry also gets a uh really fun catchphrase in this uh episode that we'll talk about in a bit um yes. but the well no she does it the first time um uh he, here after getting rec- rescued by uh ratchet who's like yeah anyway we have to like get back to troy asap because we need to i need to like fix everyone and she's like oh well that's not a big deal it's not as though you lost the Allspark key the
2: ratchet you like, did what he just, he just looks to the side like he's like well i really wasn't looking forward to telling you that's any consolation yeah. he says, no if it's, it's co-
1: not right she's like if it's any he's like if it's any consolation i'd rather face megatron himself and she's and there's a a rumbly yep. um and Are she's you- like well you might get your wish
2: I guess you haven't said this Megatron has a fairly unique alt mode among Megatrons in that he is like a helicopter, not normally a common Megatron alt mode. Like you get a lot of tanks, you get your handguns, you get some like spaceships and whatnot, but helicopter is rare.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any other one where he's a rotary, actually, that I can think of.
2: But, uh, yeah, but the, the, also this is what the Autobots were. some that tells the Autobots, like, ah, ah, so um, actually I've had Megatron alive in my lab the whole time. And also my entire robotics empire is built on his reverse engineered Cybertronian technology. And also I fixed his body for him. And the, uh, and the Autobots are understandably right. quite cross with him about all of that. They also,
1: this is also the point where, like, Ratchet and Sorry make it back. And, you know, as, as some decks going on and she's like, why are you so, gu- feel so guilty? It's not as though you uh, brought Megatron back to life.
2: <laughs> you did inside. what? <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, so that's her someday, fun little
1: catchphrase for these episodes. Yes.
2: Someday, like fixes them up using the residual key energy uh, with the, in the machines in his lab for Megatron's resurrection. Um, I, I like that before they go there, Prime says to somebody, hey, somebody get a from the roof. He's still up there. Oh, yeah! This is very funny. And they have they have a little moment before um, before they they get picked up by the arc, where Optimus kind of apologizes for being kind of a dick uh, the past episode, specifically to Bumblebee, but to everyone else as well.
1: We've all made mistakes that you're going to regret.
2: <laughs> and they they do the little hand you know hand over each other thing, and they all draw. Uh, on, with it the, on their markers to, you, can't, uh, you can't
1: you can't you can't mix my media like this <laughs> those are my media Nero <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's when they get picked up by Sari and Ratchet um, and, and uh, the Ark is being chased by the Decepticons and they, they sh- manage to shoot it down Gila, stop me if you heard this one before they shoot it down in an extinct volcanic crater Word gets buried in the mountain in a very familiar looking location. <laughs> weird. Than... Um, and like they so they crash, the Autobots get ready to to throw down with the Decepticons, and Sumdak is like, Sorry, we may not make it out of this one alive. I need to, I need to tell you something about your birth. And she goes, Can't talk. Gotta go check on the god. She goes I was chosen
1: Dad, I was chosen. Isn't that weird? Anyway, bye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and she goes down to ask Yallsburg, hey, why did you choose me? And it shows her her DNA and she goes, I don't see what that has to do with anything. That, that won't stop me because I can't I read. Can't read. <laughs> Meanwhile, God. the the Autobots are are fighting the shit out of the Decepticons here. Lugnut goes down pretty quick. He he and Bulkhead are in a big boy fight here, and Bulk I like this I like how he defeats uh Lugnut here because he like uses his wrecking ball to prematurely press his punch of kill everything instead of shooting into space
1: yeah blitzwing and Lugnut are our own worst enemies in this fight
2: they really are because then i love this where they they're having a hard time with blitzwing because he's so like unpredictable and, and versatile and prowl's like i've noticed something Depending on what personality is in control, he he has a different preference for vehicle mode. So all we need to do is to get him out of the sky is to make him mad. And I and he goes, So that with that we'll need to use Bumblebee's one of Bumblebee's greatest skills. And like, yes. what's that? My 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 speed, my my quick thinking, my good looks, and Prowl's like, No. Being
1: you're, annoying. <laughs>
2: you're fucking annoying as shit. And so Bumblebee trolls Blitzwing to death, basically. Hey, you listen.
1: Just... You do what you gotta do. When it's you and you and what an enemy in that COD lobby, you do what you gotta do.
2: Like he makes Blitzwing so mad that he turns into a tank and falls into the in, onto the lake. And by the way, when he turns into the tank, Blitzwing says, "Oh, slag, not again," which is of course uh, a Hitchhiker's Guide reference. It is. It is the one thought that the uh, the jet that gets turned into the flower pot says, uh, thanks thinks oh no not again
1: good 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 fucking references in the these episodes
2: yeah. so meanwhile the optimus and megatron not going quite optimus is getting well. his ass
1: beaten the quote retweets again
2: yeah he's putting up a little bit more of a fight but he is really going all out here and megatron is just like kicking his ass <laughs>
1: like playing with him listen he yeah. has a huge fuck off fusion cannon if he wanted to he could level this entire city in one yeah. go
2: probably he does not use that fusion cannon very often in this episode i noticed i don't think he like actually uses it at all i don't think he ever no he doesn't it is
1: it. it is it is such a. it is w literally a wmd yeah like, like the wave of destruction brought on by this thing is so massive that he doesn't use it unless he really feels like it's called for. And he doesn't give a shit about these guys.
2: No. Like, he, the, the, he to him, these are not enemy combatants. They are, like, annoyances. <laughs> they They're are, like, like,
1: little babies. Watch this.
2: Yeah, and he, he and Optimus eventually slam their way into the car container. We're sorry, and the Allspark are. Um, Megatron punches the shit out of, out of Optimus and, and heads over to... The, like, sorry, stands defiantly in front of him, and he literally just like shoves her out of the way to get the Allspark.
1: And he almost does, but then some shows up, and he's like, "Newsflash, asshole! I've known all of your weaknesses this entire time."
2: Well, he actually does manage to like put it in his chest, and like combine it with it, and then he he goes. Oh yeah, to that's walk true. Up. He starts going to walk off, and that's when some shows up, which is important because that's when he drops the key when he like doubles over in pain. Yeah. So sorry, Snatch Sanchez. the key, and yeah, Sun Deck's like, I have known all of your fucking, like, I know how to disrupt your equilibrium, I know how to do all this shit, because I rebuilt you. And Megatron goes like, yeah, maybe, but you don't, you don't know shit about us, actually. You don't know about the spark of life. Like, you're just a mechanic. You're just an engineer.
1: You- and Sun Deck looks at the camera and says, that's a special comment that'll come in handy later.
2: And then, uh, yeah, so like, optimus uh goes to attack megatron Megatron just blasts him with an allspark ray from his chest
1: yeah he's like fuck you dude he's and he he's like going on and on it's like can you feel the power of life or whatever it's like, like all like, this very archaic yeah. semi-mystical stuff as he like blah like he doesn't relent. It is just this laser coming out of his chest pinning Optimus to you the know, wall
2: right up in his face and he's like you you Autobots never really understood the true like nature of the Allspark. I'm here to teach you and I will use it to conquer all of Cybertron but first I'm going to glass this fucking planet that kept me prisoner for 50 years. Um but sorry though
1: yeah he's like any last words and uh, sorry throws Optimus the all spark key and Op- Optimus goes nerf this and shoves the key into uh megatron's chest
2: and it shatters the all spark and it begins growing unstable they shove him out of the out of the uh out of the cargo bay once again and he fucking explodes
1: so what i really like about this is that he so he falls into the volcano
2: yeah
1: and as he explodes it looks like the fusion cannon firing
2: yeah i really
1: like, like that visual
2: and he just explodes and is seemingly gone um and sorry asks if optimus destroyed the all and he goes no i i think i just dispersed, dispersed it, it. Which that won't cut. Don't worry, that won't come up later. Um, and he gives her the key dun, back. Dun,
1: dun, dun, dun.
2: He's like, you know, maybe, maybe uh, this this power. This is the most. He says, this is now the most powerful Cybertronian artifact in existence, and perhaps it is too valuable to be in the hands of a mere And It's like, listen, Optimus, it's a nice touch. I know you're trying to make the kid feel better. May- maybe don't hand it back just yet um mayhaps perhaps i don't know optimus I, I just think maybe you should keep a closer eye on that key and uh nah. they, they they're the Autobots are like getting fixed up by by sorry and all that and then she kind of looks around and goes hey where's my dad has anyone seen my dad Oh, and we cut to the bank of Lake Erie, where a very wounded Megatron is crawling out of the water, spark chamber's still exposed, and he's like, he he's looking down at his hand, and I love that he I love that he asks, "Are you comfortable in your chair, Professor Sumdac?"
1: It's yeah, it's pretty good,
2: and he's like, I, I, he's like, I suppose fate has tied us together once more. Fate,
1: uh, nothing, bitch. You kidnapped me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato. And yeah, that, that this is... wasn't
1: coincidence. You snatched my ass. <laughs> he
2: just grabbed him. When didn't he have the time for that? He exploded. He just like crawled in real quick and grabbed him.
0: Yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, that's that's the end of animated season one with uh, Isaac Sumdac kidnapped.
1: So you guys will probably only have to wait like two years or whatever until we get to season. Yeah, two. we'll
2: we'll get back to it eventually. You know, maybe we'll we'll go through all all the other stuff first. Who can say? Not it?
1: a threat, just a fact.
2: Not a threat, just a fact. We got a couple of questions here. Uh, well, we can get through these right quick. Um, because we we're, we're making pretty good time. Uh, first of all, Verdict Velvet asks, would you invest in Megatron? Would you donate to Megatron's political campaign? If not, what sort of these cartoon are plot two
1: very different questions? I will are. say,
2: if not, what sort of cartoon plot would have would he have to orchestrate in order to trick you into doing so? Well, there is a G one episode about that, and we I am very much looking forward to that to Megatron's master plan because it is one of the funniest episodes of Transformers of all time. <laughs>
1: yeah would i invest in megatron maybe would i donate to his political campaign absolutely not
2: early idw if he megatron, listen if maybe. he did
1: anything listen if he did anything if he had a platform that said anything about uh lowering inflation t- uh, lowering inflation addressing covid or stopping global warming then actually maybe yes
2: that's at why, the that's very why, least
1: i would vote for him
2: that's why like maybe early idw megatron possibly.
1: Yeah. But the, anything the past actual, that Actually
2: communist. Anything but then when he starts about like actually we should recreate the cyber attorney empire I was like, "Well, hang on now." Hold on. I didn't vote for this. He uh
1: he can t- contains multitudes. He's both a communist and an imperialist.
2: Just like the US is. Hard hard uh,
1: h- hard to imagine how, but he he does it.
2: Um if it, he he could trick me like into Like an doing... cap? God how do you do it (laughs) yeah and cat megatron is so cursed i hate it
1: that's a that's a unicron trilogy
2: (laughs) it is Uh, he is definitely uh yeah yeah that's true uh thrust how are my cryptocurrencies doing oh dogecoin is up sir Uh, what sort of cartoon plot could he trick me into orchestrating like me donating to his campaign i don't know actually you know what if he just show me the giant purple griffin that's enough for me really i I don't need a platform (laughs) just show me that thing and i'm good to go yeah (laughs) imagine the giant purple griffin but it uh it's it's like the ted cruz butter cow tweet (laughs)
1: Jesus Christ!
2: Oh right, we have some questions from earlier. I I, I read down here and yeah, that's right, that's right. Me, Don't forget questions from October third. I can't forget October third. Black Arachne Lovebot, all the way back in the past, asks: How do we think? Lu- do we think Lugnut got impurated? No,
1: because there is no way anything that dark exists in this. In he this has. Series.
2: He's got this body type though, and if no, animated, I know Lugnut ever showed up in anything else, he would be.
1: Yes. Well. If he showed up in IDW, he would be. Yeah. Empyrada, listen. There have been a lot it's of cyclops, like cyclops claw hand transformers over the course of this franchise, yeah. and the idea of Empyrada never came up until IDW.
2: When James so... Roberts looked at all of those cyclopean claw handed guys and went, "That's weird. How could that have come about?" Ah, I know. State torture, mutilation, and torture.
1: Yeah. Woo. Anyway, no, I don't believe Lugna was empyranted because that doesn't exist in this universe. That's all.
2: Robinus Prime asks, do you think there is like a prejudice against shell forming and parts forming on Cybertron? Well, I I personally have a prejudice against parts forming, but that that's a discussion for another day. What does this mean? So, like, part shell forming is like it's it's a it's it's it, these are mostly toy based questions but like a shell former is like when the robot is mostly all on the innards and there's just a whole bunch of fucking alt mode bits hanging off of him like oh, basically yeah, okay. his, the whole the whole alt mode is like on his back Got parts it. forming is is like
1: the rc the rc uh thing yeah.
2: yeah yeah basically parts forming is like the old g1 seekers where you have to like Almost completely take them apart and add new stuff onto them and whatnot. That's a little bit rarer. Uh, Okay. Uh, I think I don't know enough about animated Cybertron's uh, culture to know. Although I do know that they are racist. So at least against organics. So I
1: I will say probably not against shell forming. No, Uh, but parts forming probably. Yes, because if you don't have a functional alt mode on your own, what the fuck are you doing?
2: Yeah, it's so like, you, you gotta do that to fucking transform? That's weird. You're weird. Yeah. Sentinel has all sorts of slurs he can call you.
1: Oh boy, does he. Back Sentinel the- Prime caught on LA uh, City Council.
2: <laughs> God. Back in the present. or right asks, what sort of multi-level marketing slash crypto scams would each of the Decepticons try to sell you? Well, obviously, Lugnut is trying to get Megatron coin off the ground. Megcoin? he's the primary investor <laughs> and the only investor i mean blitzwing um, blitzwing
1: would do nfts because that's right because he just switches them like his own face
2: starscream it's
1: of himself
2: see starscream would definitely run a mar- multi-level marketing scam but he would you know he, he would be running it so he would be like he'd be, he'd be selling amway or something
1: I think he'd be. I think he'd do. Um. Oh God. What are the 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 knife MLM?
2: Oh my God. You the, know what I'm talking yes. about. I I the forget Cutco? what they're called. Yes, is it Cutco? Cutco. It's Cutco. It's Cutco it's K- he runs Cutco. Yep. Black Arachnia is sells selling, essential oils. Yeah, I was about to say she's on that crystal grind. And I think it's all of them as as of so far, anyway. You know, yeah. More in the future. Um. Black Arachnia Lovebot asks. How well, oh, creepy. no, no,
1: no, We there's a second part to our anime oh, question, right. which is, does Blitzwing keep undermining the other head's <laughs> business ventures, or do they do insider trading? Um,
2: <laughs> insider trading with yourself. It is, because
1: again, it's all NFTs of themselves, so.
2: Oh my god. That's... <laughs> I love that. Insider trading with yourself is really funny. Uh, yes, the the answer to both is yes. Yeah it's uh it's it's a complicated market you see um
1: and then we get a bunch from Black acne i yes. love uh, this week
2: first of all how fucking creepy are the space barnacles eh. what's what's the most interesting take on zombies you've seen in media favorite take in transformers
1: okay the space barnacles are all things they're considered
2: they're fine they're just like goopy like if, if they were more like if, if they were more body horror-ish Like, if they started, like, if if Prowl got infected and it started, like, eating away at him or whatever, that would be creepier. But, like, they're just, they're just just Teen Titans monsters. Just goop boys.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to.
2: So, I know what my favorite take on zombies is in Transformers. It's an, it is a prime thing that I don't necessarily want to talk about because I think it's a really cool episode and I don't (sighs) want to spoil it.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: It's cool. It's very good, though.
1: Yeah, I I think that's the same for that's my choice yeah. as well. Although that's there is some stuff in the IDW comics that's pretty yeah, fun. Yeah,
2: like there 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 was that there. So like first of all, there's that zombie IDW crossover thing that happened, but that doesn't count to me. I mean, technically, for a while, um, Galvatron and his crew were zombies for a bit, and then Vector Sigma brought them all back to life proper. Well, Scourge has died, but who cares about Scourge? Um, but, like, zombies in general, ha. I
1: feel like, I feel like the most interesting one to me is 28 Days Later. Yeah. Because I feel like 28 Days Later was, like, the first thing to really do the medical idea of it. Right. I mean, I guess Resident Evil really did, if you're thinking about it.
2: Like, Resident Evil, the thing about, the the problem with Resident Evil is that on, on a long enough scale, all of the all of the like t-virus guys just eventually become fucking huge tentacle beasts for you to shoot at which is like fine they look cool but they aren't zombies like the nemesis well
1: i mean i think well i think the idea i i will give it i will give so first of all there's multiple viruses and i think the t-virus versus the d-virus is like something to be and there's like another one as well like the thing that's used on nemesis is not the same t-virus it's a different one it is the I'm D fun- virus. It's the D series, and then there's the E series in seven and eight. Um,
2: oh, that's the fungus stuff, yeah.
1: Right. I mean, it's all it's all from the same fungus. It's all it's literally all derivative from the same team. Whatever. Was
2: just out there with his fucking mushrooms, cooking it up.
1: But I will say this: that like even even if it weren't different viruses which it is so i kind of give them a pass on it right. um, even if it weren't different viruses the like gnarly monsters really involve much more direct contact it's like you have to yeah. inject yourself with it as opposed to it spreading
2: That's to true. the other one
1: so like i would argue that those are still zombies it's not everyone becomes a gnarly thing at the end it's anyone who like directly injects themselves with the virus because they're crazy scientists
2: um, it like a fucking gatorade right
1: exactly like those guys nightmare beast those guys turn into uh things with 60 wings and 40 eyes you know like that so like that to me is different i do think that resident evil's base the base t virus is a basic zombie yeah
2: there's also like the the stuff like the liquors and whatnot that get like a little more out there. It's like how do Ooh, that's weird.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. So there are like there are like evolved things. There's the Belchers and and the Mold people in in seven and eight again. Um, but the anyway the molded. I I think I think the T virus zombies are legitimate and Resident Evil and Twenty Eight Days Later were sort of like the first to sort of explore the idea of like a viral thing, which has now become so ubiquitous in yeah. zombie stories like there's there hasn't been a new zombie story in years i feel like that hasn't done it's a virus
2: speaking of that i mean yeah there, there I, I did uh, you know i i guess i'll take this opportunity to say i recently rewatched pontypool uh over the weekend which hasn't ever it, it is technically still a virus but it has a really interesting twist on it and if no one here has seen it i will simply encourage you to go watch it because it's good uh, those That was a very cool take on, like, the, the genre. But yeah, you're right. After, like, 28 Days Later, and especially The Walking Dead, like, that's it. Zombie fiction has just uh, been in a rut for a while.
1: Yeah, and I mean, The Walking Dead, I'll say, at least took it one step further. And I thought the idea is, like, everyone's infected and everyone will become, yeah. like, you know, like, with 28 Days Later, you just sort of died and became it. It like killed you, like the virus killed you. Um, right. I think the the idea of the virus not necessarily killing you in The Walking Dead, but saying like, yeah, everyone's affected with it, and if you died, this is what you turn into now. Um, was it is, an, it is interesting. interesting.
2: Um, but uh yeah, I you know I you know also the 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 zombies in Left for Dead are like classic, right? Like the the crazy yeah unique zombies like those are all cool love love me love me a boomer love me a witch love me a hunter literally just a dude in a hoodie um black and love but also asks do you think the sumdac system style guide mandates that all construction robots have a green and purple color scheme yes if he's stylish it does
1: yeah agreed well,
2: although maybe we'll see like the the g2 constructicon colors with like the purple and orange and the purple and yellow oh too. god they're so
1: bad they're so bad.
2: Fucking ugly shit. All of... Listen, all of the G2 colors, forever... All of those teams are absolutely eye-searingly ugly. <laughs> They're so bad. It's it's bad
1: design, Brent.
2: Uh, have you seen fucking G2 Thundercracker?
1: Yes! Oh my god, yes! Hideous!
2: What happened to him? He looks like a fruit by the foot! It's so bad. Uh. Um... And finally... <laughs> Black Love asks, hey, where did that fusion cannon come from? Is Deck Tower secretly a lucky thirty eight style fortress for Deck to survive a nuclear apocalypse? Can he take remote control of any Sumdac robot? Is that the system Soundwave tapped into and we get a Pepe Sylvia gif and she says, I've got this mail address to Porter C. Powell? Uh, the answer to all that is yes. <laughs> like look at Including
1: it. where did the fusion cannon come from?
2: Like if that is a not like that is a question. He did not ha- his body did not have that before, and it just appeared. Yeah, there. and the answer the answer to it is yes. Yeah, like some deck. Listen, some deck tower. You look at it. Yeah, it looks like a spark plug. It's cute, whatever. But that fucking thing has got the greatest fortifications known to man. And some deck just you know obviously has been blown up a lot, but that's because some deck, he can't activate them because that would involve catastrophic destruction. Yeah he's gotta wait he's gotta wait for the right time and, find- and f- finally <sighs> and
1: yeah. finally from substream sam we got can i get a burger aka which cybertronians like fast food
2: bumblebee
1: bumblebee is the only one who sort of approaches it especially for talking about like earth fast food
2: yes if we're, so it's like cybertronian fast food definitely also bumblebee um
1: and bulkhead, and I, I would say like probably the entire listen the entire Autobot team is no, poor. Prowl,
2: Prowl definitely That's... doesn't, and he's kind of snooty about it. He's like, "You all, you all eating those those McInerjons or whatever? You know, you, you gotta you gotta eat healthier." It's like, "Shut up, Prowl! Shut the hell up! We're, we're we're on a space bridge salary here."
1: Yeah, but they're all broke.
2: Yes, they are all broke. So. Um, which means none of, none of the Elite Guard eat at fucking Inner John King or whatever. Sentinel has not touched a Taco Bell Inner John in ages. Rubber King. <laughs> I hate that. It's so chewy. What's
1: well, Yeah, it's it's listen, texture is important in your food.
2: It's true. What about the Decepticons? Do any of the Decepticons eat fast food?
1: Uh Lugna and two thirds of Blitzwing
2: see now i feel like it's only random blitzwing and the other two hate him for it i think i think hothead
1: does as well (laughs)
2: like he he gets the spicy stuff he's he rolls up to yeah he goes to chipotle yeah (laughs) all right just uh let me know when you have enough hot when you have enough hot sauce and they just like and he they they they, like they're they're drizzling it on and he just keeps nodding and they just just up in the bottle just open uh... that bad boy up he goes to Chipotle and
1: when I see, um, razzes him for it, he goes, it's fast casual.
2: It's not fast food, it's fast casual. They charge you so much for the guacamole. It's all worth it. Now open the second bottle and open that one too. <laughs>
1: yeah. And that's it for this week. That's right. Um. Start sending us your questions for uh, for our wrap up episode for the first season of animated.
2: It's coming, and which, and the announcement for our next season. Ooh,
1: yeah, it's it's gonna be a real surprise for everyone.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be as
1: as surprising as surprising as this one. Well, oh, maybe not. I I feel like I feel like my choice is maybe a little less obvious. Right. It's not uh, as think... obvious as Prime was
2: i think we are on break next week though right
1: we are because i will be out of the country
2: so yeah plenty of time to get those questions in and really load us up with those uh those animated question yeah stare i'm just staring at this gif of charlie day we gotta get out of here
1: um i'm audrey you can find me on uh tumblr and twitter at optimum on prime that's my funny robot internet joke you can also listen to the other podcast i do it's cod pod of greed uh, we're on the fourth season of Yu Gi Oh! GX. Oh, it's about Yu Gi Oh! You can find that on Twitter at Pot of Greedcast. You can also, you don't even have to throw a couple dollars their way anymore because all the stuff I guested on was, has now been released to the public. Uh, at Moonshot Network, I guested on a bunch of things recently, including an episode of Once Missed Wonders, a podcast about watching classic movies for the first time, and uh, episode 68 and delightfully 69 nice. of, um, champs in the making a pokemon showdown bracket
2: oh yeah check all that out i'm nero you can find me on twitter at dragon smootry you can find all my various other projects in various other places such as the comprehensive final fantasy 14 online companion podcast radio free Heidelin. i do with my friend jane that is at Heidelin radio on twitter uh, with her I also did a podcast about Shira twenty eighteen called Podcasts Power. You can find all those episodes up and we've got some Patreon content for that as well that we were ramping back up. Um and I'm also on Disney Minus at Disney Minus Pod from time to time where we discuss all of the slop that's on Disney Plus. Not all of it's slop, just most of it. Just, just like a
1: lot of it. Listen, 70, they had like a good couple decades in there.
2: Eighty percent slop. Roughly,
1: they had a good couple decades in there, and then they, they kind really of didn't.
2: lost it. They, 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 it comes in waves, and right now we're mm-hmm. we're in
1: the death of media right now, <laughs> really so are... you can't.
2: Uh, Disney <laughs> like... is Disney is sucking the Char- soul out of yeah. everything in culture. uh M- Michael Mouse is, is is growing more powerful every day as Warner Brothers, just like axe murders various properties and you know it's it's all it's all going great over here i'm just, just going great
1: well i love having fun and <laughs> we've been prime cuts so you can find us on the noise space network um with uh other great shows um just look them up there's so many hey
2: there's a, i want to shout out a new one oh yeah uh, that's true sounds about light the new kingdom hearts podcast from uh sam
1: yeah There's a ton of them. Go look them up. There's so many. Um, You can also uh, find us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod. And you can join our Discord where you can submit us lots of questions about the first season of Animated. And um, stay tuned for the
2: the seminal (laughs) classic, the critically
1: acclaimed, um, (laughs) the... uh, uh oscar nominated oh. <laughs> revenge of the fallen
2: giant Enemies.
1: Did, did, did revenge of the fallen get any oscar knobs or like uh, effects it, it would
2: only be effects i mean i mean listen
1: if suicide squad can win
2: <laughs> best makeup yeah i don't know i'll have to look that up because maybe it is maybe we can call it an oscar oscar nominated i'm looking plans. it up right that would now it'd be, be so funny Okay, 2009? What else was out that year? Hugo, I think, came out that year. Because, like, I think there were some actually very good-looking films that came out that year, so maybe Revenge of the Fallen didn't make the cut, because they didn't want to nominate the car crash orgy.
1: It was nominated for Best Sound Mixing.
2: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: And that is it. It was amongst the shortlist for Best Visual Effects, but was only nominated for <laughs> right. Best Sound Mixing. Well,
2: guess what? It was, <laughs> you know... Saying that it is an Academy Award and animated nominated wait, film? Wait, eventually losing to the Hurt Locker.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it
1: did win five Scream Awards for Best Actress, Breakout Performance Female, Best Sequel, Best FX, and Scream Song of the Year.
2: The fuck is Scream? The Scream Awards? Yeah, what is that?
1: It's an award show for like, horror, sci-fi, and fantasy
2: well that movie is horrifying um but yeah oh for... and two
1: teen choice awards for <laughs> okay. choice summer movie star female and choice summer movie star male
2: great i assume the that went to uh john turturro and the lady who played the sexy evil pretender robot um, uh it
1: went to megan fox and shia LaBeouf.
2: <laughs> what well that's that just makes so much sense i think john T- listen You listen to me. I know he's got like a billion Oscars or whatever, and he's a very respected character actor. I want John Turturro to win a Teen Choice Award, goddammit. I think it would be very funny. Regardless, you can come, you can show up in like three weeks for that.
1: (laughs) It was also nominated for seven Razzie Awards.
2: Now that makes sense to me. Also, next week, maybe I'll do some. Jackbox on Sunday or something.
1: Oh yeah. It won three in worst picture, worst director, and worst screenplay.
2: Yeah. I mean listen, the Razzies, fuck them However, it's, it's when they're right, they're right. <laughs> it's a bad movie, folks. It's a like, very bad movie, well, folks. Listen, I you listen, I know we say we said a little bit of the same thing about two thousand seven, and it's not that we great. We didn't
1: though. Here's the thing we didn't though about two thousand seven. Yeah, we, we said both that said it, that it was fine and it is revenge and it is revenge of
2: the fall is revenge is of the falling
1: sucks ass
2: bad it's bad and if you never and even believe us you can show up for yourself and understand then you will understand And you will be irrevocably changed it's just like us
1: i am the only worst one is last night
2: the one i haven't seen so i can't i can't last back night that
1: is up. is fucking atrocious
2: someday someday i'll figure it out and i, I believe you it seems bad <laughs>
1: It's fucking terrible well, I can't remember jack shit from that movie except for it being awful.
2: Anthony Hopkins is in it. And he's got a gay robot butler. That's what I know about it. So you know
1: he does have that. I do. Yes. Now that you mentioned that, I do remember
2: that. <laughs> That'll be. Uh, oh well, you know, god. Until then, when we're we're back in 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 the movie theater watching fine cinema, uh, I am going to. Dribble the all-spark like a basketball and dunk it into the hoop, shattering it instantly, then transform and roll out.
1: I'm going to die for the third time. Just straight up die. Transform and roll out. Peach. Peach.